0: Welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we have got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So Tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, it was the Sea of Thieves uh, Season 6 Community Day, and we're going to be talking about that, my experiences with it. Did it end up good? Did it end up bad? Some of you that played probably know, but those that didn't might want to understand a little bit more about how this Sea of Thieves Community Day went compared to the first one, and you might be surprised. Tune in for more at 9 p.m. on channel 11. I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. But before we get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons. They are the ones that are helping me get to SOT Fest this summer, and it is because of them that I'm able to do so without too much uh, strain on my own uh, income. And that that makes everything so much easier it really does make so much easier uh, to be able to go visit people and stuff so uh, I want to shout them out because they're the ones that are supporting me they're the ones that went over to patreon.com forward slash Podcast to give their hard-earned cash their own gold to help support this content that I'm making Um, it it takes uh, each week for me to put this all together it takes a a fair amount of time uh, to come up with what I want to talk about how I feel about it and to make sure that I'm staying informed and making sure that I'm bringing interesting content to you and i want to keep working on that uh, every single year that we're that we continue doing this so Thank you to People's Republic, Lcute, Balls, who is uh, Captain Ballzania. If you don't know, he's one of the the originators of the SOT shots. Uh, he has his uh, portrait up at Sanctuary Outpost, and um, if you if you guys don't know, he's just a genuinely nice uh, person in the community who's who's trying to make sure that everyone's enjoying Sea of Thieves and stuff. So uh, shout out to Balls. He's going actually to um, he's actually going to SOT Fest too, uh, or as well. So I'm looking forward to actually getting to meet him. He's he's doing and uh, giving me so many gifts over the years uh, for the, the content that i put out so thank you balls for that uh, slum captain hasco chateau Neuf, zombie killer cloud cosmic johnson davram tv el jefe esteban fergatron <laughs> trickster jabaro 5 kazi the rogue lumpy srq aukarian darth ww goose evil morpheus xbox mike 29 Murphy Leaves, Murphy, Murphy Lives, sorry, Uh. Murphy, uh, Mutinous Max, Registella, Rust Belt Kid, Norwegian, Skinny Matt, Scum Melt 666, Strange Stan, Tarnished Film, That Kilted Guy, Tien Professor, Real Big Tuna, Uriel Cans, Big Bad Pad, Mana Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Ghost Boy 20, Neon, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Rusky Doo, Straw Hat Connor, Thorvald, Blitz, Windsor Chris and Zam. Wow, thank you all so much for your support. It means the world to me. It really does. Um I did not imagine that we would I would be getting this much support for the podcast. If I if I did, I probably would have started a lot sooner and gotten the uh, the audio uh, under control forever ago, but you know live and learn um so thank you all for your support it, it's 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 beautiful that you do this it helps me do uh stuff around um uh, making the podcast i just had to, to pay for podbeam actually recently and i'm trying to look at getting some different sponsors and your support helps me with that but it also makes sure that i i show them that yeah hey i'm, I'm important in the CFE's community uh people like the content that i do they'll probably like the content that you make as well <laughs> We got a brand new update with this season and we didn't get an event that was either an adventure or a mystery, but we did actually get the Sea of Thieves Community Day. Now, if you remember when they released their roadmap for 2022 and they had listed out some of the different seasons as well as the highlights that they wanted to have for those, each season was expected to have a community day. Now we had the first community day in season five and that didn't quite go as easily or as well as I think the team over at Rare were hoping for. So when season six came around and we knew that there was going to be another community day, we kind of wondered when that was going to happen, especially given how much has already happened in season six. Now that we have had it and uh, we can look back and see, was this a good event? Uh, was it not? Were there's some things that kind of hit well, didn't quite hit well? Uh, let's kind of take Take a look and see in retrospect, how did the season six Sea of Thieves Community Day end up being? Uh, The first event that um, we had came with a lot of expectation. There was a social media event that was uh, raising an emissary grade that would increase the amount of gold earned by a percentage. There were five different grades and as the more, more people... Uh, tweeted or went over to Instagram, I think, as well, to using the hashtag uh, SO or excuse me, see a thieves community day, it would help boost. Um this community emissary grade and the multiplier would then kind of increase your actual golden reputation uh this was really great it it brought a lot of people back to the seas they they really wanted to capitalize on this as well as gold hour and just kind of use this time to really stock up on some gold bank uh and this time with the season six community day they changed things up a bit. One of the things they kind of figured out was is that uh, risking that much gold, having that much uh, interest in the game really did put a strain on the servers to the point where it was as much as a pirate's life when that came out. So, when they wanted to refrain from having to have the same issues with their server troubles, and bear in mind this this season six community day did have a couple issues, but nothing too major, Uh, they decided to forgo the emissary grade system for gold and apply that to renown so that folks who haven't been able to get to level 100 could take advantage of this day, work as a community to get the emissary grade up so that you could earn a multiplier that would help help You climb the ranks of uh, 1 to 100 for season 6 faster. Players were also able to earn double gold and reputation throughout the day, something that helped a lot of us really kind of work our way up through the ranks of Athena, something that uh, a lot of us have been working on since the increase from 20 to 30 using the new Voyage of the Veil. Additionally, there were a lot of Pirate Emporium updates where things were on sale, uh, new content was added, and you could also earn yourself the Gilded Banjo, or excuse me, the Gilded Phoenix Banjo uh, from any streamer streaming on Community Day. And uh, I want to thank Dead Eye Dre and uh, Davram TV for helping me get that set up. Believe it or not, I had Twitch Drops set up so that I could earn Twitch Drops. Uh, I had, I didn't have Twitch Drops set up so that I could actually participate in helping other people get their Twitch drops as well too so once that was set up uh, I made sure that my accounts were linked I had some trouble at first I actually had to unlink them and then relink them for Twitch to be able to recognize that I had drops enabled and then we went and we streamed for about six hours. Uh, We had a really good time and I want to get into uh, why later on but I want to make sure that we're kind of talking about some of the things that happened with uh, Sea of Thieves Community Day for season six. Uh, We also were able to pick up a lot of merchandise that was available on the sot uh fest store or not the sot fest sorry i'm thinking ahead here uh the actual sot store here for for rare store and if you wanted to pick up some uh community today t-shirts those were available only for the one day the flag in the color scheme this season was more of a yellow and green motif and i'm not really too big a fan on that but uh i did take a look at some of the stuff on the store I was very tempted to pick up uh, the mouse pad that actually is the Flameheart fleet of ghost ships. I still really love that one uh, and think it's really beautiful. Hopefully everyone was able to get in there and start sailing on the 14th. Uh, If you did, then you earned yourself the Season 6 Community Day flag in-game as well as the Wing Flap emote. Uh, Just a a little bit of a a noticed uh, thing that I I was kind of like laughing at this this weekend. Uh, If you guys go into your emotes, you may have this, you may not. If you have the animal uh, dances, then you'll probably notice this, but the Wing Flap emote has the same icon as the pirate dance or pirate parrot dance uh, emote. So it was kind of uh, funny to see that if, you, if you're if you going in there and you're trying to look for this, uh, you may see that you have two of the same icon. One's a parrot, one's the wing flap. So different different dances, but just the same icon. So I'm sure that'll probably be something that they already know about and probably already having a, a, a fix coming down the line. <laughs> added to the pirate emporium with this update actually came with the lionfish ship set the lionfish costume the lionfish weapons and the lionfish hurdy-gurdy we also got some pet pocket pet emotes which we all kind of get into in a bit and there's a free chest emote that's available uh for for now i don't know when this is actually going to be Uh, going away so if you have an opportunity make sure you're getting into at least the menus of the the title screen for Sea of Thieves so you can go into the Emporium And make sure that you claim your free uh, chest hide emote. This is one where you're going to be hiding in, it looks like a a marauder's style chest. Um, It's exceptionally large and you just kind of hunker inside it. It doesn't actually close. So don't expect that this is something that you'll be able to use to hide very similar to the uh, barrel hide emote. With regard to the Lionfish ship set, this one is a lot more interesting. Um, I really love the actual... uh, figurehead for this. It is a lionfish that uh, is kind of spitting out water as, um, as as it kind of, well, just exists, I guess. Uh, and the rest of the actual ship set is very bright very ostentatious uh i actually i love the hull the hull is kind of a banjo kazooie colors as far as like a red a blue and a very nice bright gold um very cool looking uh the helm itself is really nice i do like that um, the the lionfish cannon flare might actually be something that I would be okay having on the ship uh the capstan itself looks so weird and the cannons look completely unusable so I'm I'm not quite sure what's going on with those. Uh, the sales are not very interesting, but I, I'm not surprised with that, given that the collector's lionfish uh, sales are obviously the ones that you would you would expect to have uh, more and more people want to use. The other thing that I wanted to touch on is the lionfish costume bundle. Uh, this is a really, really out there, like they, they clearly have a desire to want to uh, use like the, the weirdest looking costumes if they can. Um, and this is gonna rank right up there with the uh the uh splash tail set which gosh let me take a look and see what that one's called just so that i can get you guys uh an idea it is so far back surprisingly that i i'm having trouble even just finding this thing holy cow there's 22 pages of content now in the pirate uh, emporium for just pirates. Not even not even like including the actual ship sets or the pets or anything like that. So as I'm kind of scrolling through... Ooh, actually, the Order Soul stuff is still something I need to get. Ah, the Ruby Splashtail Monarch. That one with the shrouded ghost hunter costumes. I would say are probably the ones where it's going to kind of build out that... Uh, Davy Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest look. Um, this one obviously doesn't make you look like, um a full fish not like a full fish it's clearly like a, a jacket with some pants and a shirt and some gloves and stuff um even with the one that has the masked face uh but the the helm itself or the helmet or the the hat whatever you want to call it is very much like a a uh lionfish on top of your head it's kind of silly looking um but if if that's kind of what is your thing then that's kind of what's your thing you're, you're gonna love it the lionfish hurdy gurdy is great i think it's really vibrant it's pretty it, it that's kind of what i would expect and with the lionfish uh, weapon bundle um, those ones are going to be very very vibrant as well too i don't know that i would recommend using the flintlock just because it's going to be tough uh, I'm, I'm obviously partial to the fact that uh, the midnight blunderbuss and the uh, the obsidian set Um, Those ones are always kind of like my favorites. Uh, But, you know, when it comes to the the flintlock, it's always got to have that iron, iron, uh, Oh my gosh, what's it called? The Iron Sight. Yeah. I don't know why I was blanking on that. So, the Lionfish costume bundle along with the actual ship set, very ost- ostentatious, uh very out there. I do I really do like the collector's figurehead. I think that would actually go well with a couple other sets. And given that it kind of spits out water out of its mouth as this giant beautiful lionfish on the front of the uh the ship, uh I I could see some fun photos with that. The other thing that I wanted to bring attention to is the uh pot- Pocket pets emotes. Um, this is surprising. I, I really like these. Um, it kind of solves some of the problems that we have with the pets. And that's that the pets have had a lot of work. And we have uh, the monkeys, we have the uh, parrots, we have the cats and the dogs. And for the most part a lot of people are still asking for different pets and two of the ones that people have really really wanted are the crabs and the rats Uh, now that we have these um, they're not going to be pets in the same sense that other pets are in the game currently Uh, these are going to be purely just emotes so when you buy these you have to equip them to your emote wheel and when you do them, they have different sets of uh, emotes that will actually um, uh, kind of perform. There's four different uh, versions of it, so you can kind of talk to the crab or the rat, or you can uh, dance with it, or you can uh, be afraid of it. There's there's a couple different ones that you can do with it. Uh, I picked these up immediately. I think they're great. Um, we've wanted crabs as pets for a long time, and finally, ever since you know we ever had Shelly, uh, the crab show up in the first uh cinematic with hungering deep and then even more so with um the 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 order of souls uh person when when they brought in the cursed cannonball and they were t- kind of talking about cursed sales and uh forsaken shores shelly has always been kind of a staple in the community and rare has done a lot to try and make sure that uh that legacy is is uh remained you know it's it's kind of like conquer at this point or banjo kazooie uh, you just kind of know it and if if you're a fantasy thieves you've probably wanted a crab pet for a while so getting the crabs uh, uh through uh the the emotes is going to be the best way we can do it i'll take it because at least it's in this instance we have it as opposed to not having it and if it was something where they can do this pretty quickly to give us the opportunity to have these pets as opposed to the amount of time it took for us to get the original pets i'm totally fine with that i can i can live with this uh, for for that instance um, outside of that hopefully if you had an opportunity you got a chance to go in uh, take a look at some of the different sales that we're going Going on in the Emporium, and we're able to pick up some of the uh, different things that you would want to do uh, with that. One of the things that I really should have checked, and, and it's going to be hard to know because um, I typically pick up the Plunder Pass uh, at the beginning of a season is I might hold off on season seven uh, for the community day if they decide to do another Emporium sale and I might take a look and see if the plunder pass is something that is going to be uh, continued uh, or or at a discount when that happens because if that's the case then I might wait to pick up the season pass uh, when it goes on sale. And the reason being is is that a a majority of the stuff that comes in the uh, Plunder Pass, uh, that's actually the free track, not the paid track, uh, is a majority of the content. You actually get most of the content out of the Plunder Pass uh, from the the free tier of that. And as this is something where you're going to be getting a costume and a ship set and a couple other things here and there, most of the stuff, uh, if it doesn't really interest you then you can usually hold off on the plunder pass and the reason i say that is because with this season six uh we got the uh a, a different kind of uh, what, what did they call it the orchid uh, No, it was the cherry blossom stuff it was like the spring cherry blossom costumes as well as the ship set and such uh in the the flower crown or no the flower crown was in the free one as well too So a lot of this stuff I am starting to kind of feel like is more akin to uh, what they did with, say, like the Lionfish ship collection and the Lionfish costume bundle. I could very easily have seen these as a plunder pass uh, thing. So given that a, a majority of the content comes to the free tier, especially with the Pirate Legend content, um, I feel like I could probably hold off and wait and see what happens in Season 7 and see whether or not there's actually a sale on the Season 7 Plunder Pass. If I like the Plunder Pass uh, cosmetics that come, uh, I will probably pick it up as well too. Um, but I might I might try and hold off and, and see how this goes because I've, I've been very good about not buying uh, just everything that comes out in the actual Emporium. I've, I've tried... Tried to make sure that I'm, I'm being reserved about that. Uh, I think the Pirate Crab and Pirate Rat are the uh, most recent purchases that I had. Uh, I've been able to hold off on just about everything else that has come to uh, the Pirate Emporium. I think the Bombardier ships at the event, the the uh, essential version, uh, was the last one before that. Um, and then probably the Isle Hopper Outlaw costume i think that was the the last thing that i picked up before that as well too so i have been trying to pick up probably one or two things uh throughout the the year with each each new update and trying to be a little more reserved about it like the uh i've been waiting on the cutlass uh the cutthroat cutlass stuff for a bit uh, i'll probably have to check and see if that goes on sale next time because i did not pay attention this this uh season community day <laughs> The last little bit of information that I wanted to share with you uh, that pertains to the Pirate Emporium is the Aquatic Elegance Bundle. This is something that's available for uh, $17 over on the Microsoft Store. Uh, please check your local store for the conversion to your currency. Uh, and this one is one where you can generally save some money if you have Game Pass. So I usually recommend that because it brings it down to roughly about four I believe when when all is said and done Uh, and this is kind of a way to save some money on some of the most uh, interesting stuff that generally comes out on the pirate emporium. Uh, In this instance, I will say that this one pertains to the lionfish costume, the hurdy-gurdy, and the weapons. So if you're a fan of the uh, lionfish costume and uh, weapons and you want those for your collection or if you just want them to be able to troll other people, this is going to be the better way to actually pick up those cosmetics uh, compared to just buying them outright because along with this bundle, you'll also get the 550 ancient coins uh, to spend as well as a free bonus 25,000 000 gold um, this is available until further notice as long as i know and you do need to be able to have the game to be able to pick this up which i usually don't say but i figured you know if, if you're listening to this and that might interest you you might want to make sure that you have the game uh, so that you can actually enjoy that uh, which i found out actually recently i noticed the price 40 bucks down from 60 when it originally came out. I feel like you can get that on sale too for about 20 generally, uh, depending on when it goes. Now, if you weren't in the Emporium, you could actually head into the game and pick up some new cosmetics over at the different outposts. Uh, the Eastern Winds Jade set is now available for you to purchase. Uh, this outpost offering includes the Eastern Wind, uh, Eastern Winds uh, jacket, the hat, the shirt, the gloves, the, the pants, the boots, uh, the the different vanity items, everything that you, you want, including weapons uh, and ship commodities as well, too. And I will say that when i went to pick these up um i was very curious like what they would look like compared to some of the other stuff that we've gotten as far as like the actual um grim's jacket which is is very similar to the eastern winds look and i was very happy to see just how these turned out uh they look really good i think that they did a great job with them um there's a little bit of criticism that i've heard regarding uh some of the different um what's it called the the tones the hues uh and how those compare to uh, the rest of the set, but I did really think that they they made a, a good impact. Um on on us having more of like the different varied kind of sets uh it was something that we wanted we haven't had any costume sets for a bit now and seeing these uh as well as the weapons um, in ship components were actually really good it was nice to kind of finish out that set Uh, we also got the dark adventures tattoo set which can be purchased by pirate legends down in the pirate legend hideout this is going to be alongside the rest of the Dark Adventurer set, and it's a pretty hefty price. So if you're you're looking for something else to dump your gold into, uh, that will help out with that. We also got news that uh, because of the Shrouded Deep adventure closing, uh, the Megalodons and the uh, uh, the skeleton ships are now in the world once again. Uh, you don't have to worry about that. And the skeleton fleet world event is now back in the sky uh, over by the the actual middle of the island by the spire where the Sea Dog Tavern is. Uh, that way you can kind of um, go work on those skeleton ships if you want. You can also go and uh, uh, make sure that you're hunting down other uh, megalodons. Maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe maybe this kind of resets the uh, the thing for this. I know when I went out, I saw three megalodons over the weekend. Um, one was a Hungry One, one was a Crested Queen, and one was a Shadow Maw. I uh, still need my Ancient Terrors, man. I still can't ever seem to find any Ancient Terrors. Uh, but for for the most part, I will say that um, a lot of the Megalodons that people have been seeing are just the regular ones. Uh, there was some interesting news that came as a result of the stream that I did that I'll get into in a bit here. Um, but it's kind of interesting to think about like what's going to happen now a chrono- or, a, a, as far as like the chronological time where we're at after Shrouded Deep. And the, the actual Shrouded Ghost. Like what that what does that mean for the game right now? Um, so I'll I'll get into that in a bit for sure. But I wanted to make sure that I was uh kind of staying on topic as far as the actual updates that came with this uh patch. Uh Morrow's Peak has had some changes to it. Morrow's Peak Outpost uh is now going to be a dormant volcano. Uh they've talked about how um they aren't going to be uh in in having any kind of encounters with it exploding. The timer on this was already pretty long so it wasn't too often that you would have to worry about Morrow's Peak outpost actually erupting, but uh, for the time being, that's not gonna be something that actually happens. We also had some changes to all of the sea posts, or not sea posts, excuse me, outposts. Uh, there's been some further work with the docks. Uh, now there is, a, we're, now there are wheelbarrows that have a, a purple cloth uh, folded up nicely in those, and the uh, the most of the, the masts that have been leaned up against the, the rocks and stuff has been moved Um, so we're continuing to get some further updates to the outposts Uh, whatever or whoever is building stuff over there uh, seems to be making some progress on that and it'll be interesting to kind of see like uh, how that actually plays out like is that actually going to be the captaincy update is it going to be something else could it be a new trade faction but I think a lot of it is uh, kind of leaning towards the captaincy just because of the glitches that we've seen in the game uh, in the past updates that have changed some of the things Uh, side note the Galleon's seem to have the uh, ship name fixed i haven't seen uh, the cosmetics mess up the uh, actual ship naming um Gosh, what would that be called? Uh, I can't think of what it would be called, like a placard or something. But the the uh, ship name, uh, little ornament that's above the captain's cabin on the, the galleon, uh, I haven't seen any visual glitches with that. So that's kind of cool. There was one fix that came in with this uh, that kind of helped balance what we assumed was going to be a bug that they would eventually would fix. Um, and that was the Legend of the Veil vale Haunted Islands balancing. Uh, Brigantine and galleon crews will now encounter additional fan. During the haunted islands part of this voyage, uh, when compared to solo and duo crews, uh, it was really easy as a galleon. So I think that's why people were able to kind of uh, push through that as much uh, or, or a lot faster than other crews were able to. It felt like they, like we had kind of this balancing with some of the tall tales and stuff. So I'm I'm glad to see that they kind of changed that up. Uh, Lorena is once again offering the barrel disguise and rolling dice emotes, if you miss those. Uh, when caught in an explosion radius of a firebomb while aboard a sloop, players will no, should no longer be knocked back. Uh, when players attempt to deliver treasure to an incorrect location, the supporting tooltip now clearly displays the correct location. Uh, players can no longer find pondies near sea, sea forts, uh, which is a bummer because that was, that was really nice. It was just like a little area in there. Um, not that I did it, but it just it feels like one of those things that should be should be there Uh, when using the disable controller input on pc option controller input will now be disabled entirely and no longer remain available in the menus that's kind of funny now that i think about it um what were some of the other things uh da, 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 da. let's see we we covered the skeleton fleets we covered the shrouded deep and the megalodons uh, sirens encountered below the waves will now leave longer pauses between uses of their abilities to give players more breathing room between attacks uh, they also changed the balance on the grade emissary uh gaining or earning uh for larger crews those should now uh be earned at the same rate as a, a regular cruise or sloop or brig cruise I believe um I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was really kind of uh, noticeable and I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, cannons are still borked um, in some cases where you'll just fly backwards instead of flying out towards someone. Uh, the, the the storm is uh, broken again. There's now uh, a desync between the storm uh, being in near the spire, near the, the Sea Dog Tavern, and the storm actually roaming around. Now you've got two storms that are kind of out and about which is is always a bummer um i heard one the other day there was a weird bug uh from a buddy who said that uh they were underwater and when they got back on board they started taking damage and the only way they could not take damage was if they were uh in the water Which feels like someone's drowning, but drowning from air. And the only way to get out of the drowning animation or the fire animation, whatever it looks like when you're taking damage is when you actually go into the water. So that's that seems crazy. I I have no clue what's going on with that one. And most of the other things is really just a uh, little fixes here and there. When Ritual school Skulls are returned to Lorena, the correct Build Rats artwork is now shown, used in the notifications. Um, players can no longer see a gap in the thriving Wild Rose Blunderbuss when held. Uh, when the Spring Blossom figurehead or capstan equipped, experiencing an earthquake in Devil's Roar should no longer cause petals to shake erratically. I... I feel like that should have been the case. Uh, chests placed on top of the legendary capstan now sit correctly above the capstan. I know that the barrel hide emote is broke right now, uh, where we'll show you kind of hunched down, uh, but the but the actual chest itself will be on your back. Um, that's uh, there's a few things going on with that. Overall, uh, there's been a lot of reduced server performance that they're aware of, that they they understand that there's been random ping spikes uh, when playing, there's been rubber banding, uh, and there's been just general kind of weird stuttering. Uh, that's been going on um would love to to just kind of understand like what the heck is going on uh we're getting these these downloads and stuff for the game that are pretty significant downloads which obviously is them pushing assets into the game Uh but man like i i don't know what's been going on like and right now personally like my client has been has been crashing uh when there's too much activity going on like my game will just completely crash and and that's actually like the microsoft store installation of my pc client uh works fine on p uh, on console haven't had any problems there but i'm tempted to switch back over to the steam client just to see if that's more stable at this point the world to me, and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that, pirates, let's get back to the show. A couple things that I want to talk about that actually uh, pertain to the Sea Community Day event. We got a new article that was uh, tied to hashtag style. Of thieves. And this is actually kind of a a way to show off um, if you have uh, what the kids consider drip uh, and you look really good, um, show off your uh, kind of cosmetics i guess for your your person uh, it says put on your glad rags strike a pose and snag some glorious gloves in our latest contest Uh, the sea of thieves is a wash with pirates dripping in style whether it's our own social platforms or our dedicated discord channels we've seen so many model uh, marauders strutting their stuff down the wooden planks runways in name of fashion or in the name of fashion And we'd liked, and we felt it was about time to we shown a spotlight on the seafaring stylists among you. Uh, We know that from funny blue hats to gold emblazoned sails, you pirates love an exclusive accessory to reward your antics. So we've raided our wardrobe to offer up a bespoke addition to the ever-growing range of blue and gold offerings: the fashionista's finery gloves. All you need to do to get your hands on these or in them is to enter our upcoming Competition, and we've got a sneak peek at what the new this new contest will look like right here, so you can get your uh, threads ready, gear up. Uh, the fashion world works in seasons, so on the seas it shall do the same. Going forward, with each new Sea of Thieves season, we will uh, take to this very website as our social media channels uh, to talk about the latest categories and winners. Categories in which we'll be encouraging you to dress your best from chic to elegant to downright silly. So whether you're a capsule wardrobe corsair or your chests are overflowing with outfits, we're sure you'll find a theme to suit your style. To avoid other pesky pirates pilfering your panache, uh, which I I love the alliteration there, will then give you a specific window of time to strike a pose, snap a screenshot, and share it with us on social channels using the hashtag styleofthieves. In our dedicated Discord channel, our crews will then shortlist those that we truly feel embody the themes before turning them over to the audience vote yes to our seafaring community more involved in the process Uh, shortlisted entries will go to a public vote via the Sea of Thieves Twitter account. This way we can celebrate not just the overall winners but those who didn't quite make the cut while also inspiring the next wave of savvy stylists to really let the clothing do the talking we'll only be awarding the the prize to individual pirates uh, unless a theme specifically calls for a crew and we want to see you flex your creative muscles so no costumes on the catwalks uh, spy the loot is the next portion of this and it says a sucker for our current contest colorways uh, we're adding to our tangentially connected cosmetics the hashtag be more pirate hat of unfeasibly glorious fame and the uh, golden hour sales of hashtag sot shot will with some more blue and gold for the winner scoundrels wardrobe whether you've already nabbed yourself the other prizes and you can rock a co-ord uh i have no clue what that even references i'm sorry uh or you're looking for the color, like color pop uh statement piece the fashionistas Finest gloves are sure to add a flash of glamour to your garb. Keep your eyes trained on our social platforms for further announcements of when our first season of Style of Thieves is set to launch, as well as the category lineup, submission window, and voting period. Until then, why not raid the equipment shops, clear some tall tales for new threads, or peruse some of the sets available to earn via the hashtag SOT gear tag? We'll see your stylized or your stylish sailors on. On the wave soon. So to kind of uh, uh, touch on this, I, I love two things about this. One, they're making it individuals, uh, and two, they're making it um a new type of cosmetic. Uh so that way it isn't it doesn't conflict with people who got the hats or the sales, uh, but it gives them something unique. Um I don't like the look of these. I will try for these because I actually enjoy the the cosmetics uh, style um, when I was doing like the uh, the the was it. I think it was the fashion week or the fashion contest with uh, sea of Thieves partner Freyline. Uh, when we had John McMurtry, no, John uh, McFarlane, sorry, on to judge the contest, uh, I had a lot of good fun, kind of digging in and swapping out things to kind of tie into a theme and stuff like that, and that was a, a kind of tough. But the thing that I like about this is that, yeah. It's, it's a, a unique thing. You get hashtag style of thieves. Um, there's going to be, it's going to be a different period. It's a different cosmetic and it's voted on by the, by the community. So uh, I like that because one of the problems that I've had with the SOT shot is that with the SOT shot, you really are like beholden to the group that is with you and there's some people that just have really good ideas and they get an entire discord together uh, to be able to make um, these these shots come to life and while I'm glad that that's a thing that came into existence it really does not do well for the the pirates that don't have a community that still want to participate with these uh, contests like you really have to kind of think outside the box for a lot of these and unfortunately there's already a group of people who for all intents purposes have kind of pegged what uh what the the team over at rare look for um not to not to say that they're they're cheating in any manner but they definitely know what a good shot is and they they really kind of cater the sot shots to those uh which kind of leads to mimicry on on the actual twitter channels and stuff so i like that There's going to be a shortlist and that the people will actually get to vote on what they think is the best. So there's a little more of a, a bigger pool of people to kind of uh, look at cosmetics and say like okay well this one is the one that really really does do well um, I think Hilarious is going to do a really good job at this uh, I think he he really does kind of have some really outside of the box thinking when he comes up with uh, movie uh, screenshots that he he's tries to replicate with his character in the game and I think that he does a good job with those I've seen some other good people out there on Twitter doing this and stuff so if you want these uh, just for the sake of even having them if you don't if you don't necessarily like them like myself um it's it's kind of funny because they, they are kind of the golden hour sales uh just you know in a weird design but um I would like to also see uh some variants like it, it would have been cool if uh there was like different seasons had different cosmetics so if you won during season six you had one color if you had one uh one during season seven you got a different color hat or different gloves uh I mean if they're they're doing them for the community stuff so I can imagine it would be easy enough to be able to have uh those assets created and put into the system for there um if not maybe we could i don't know reduce some of the other uh weird assets that are in the game that we don't necessarily need as much anymore so going into my experience with uh season six is community day i wanted to kind of touch on what i did uh, it was the one day and i ended up sailing with a uh, big bad pad a dead eye dre and Davrum tv uh, we went for about six hours, and I was able to set up the drops, thanks to them, to uh, be able to offer the Gilded Phoenix for anyone that was watching for 20 minutes, and that was really great. It was nice to be able to have people uh, watch the content and support me uh, to to be able to to earn their their um, their their uh, wow! I just blanked on it. The banjo, <laughs> the Gilded Phoenix banjo, uh, and right off the bat, when we got into the stream. Uh, none other than Chris Alcock, who is the author of uh, Athena's Fortune, if you don't know, and the upcoming novel uh, Heart of Fire, uh, jumped into chat and just kind of started chatting with us and, and having a good time and just enjoying the the atmosphere. Um, eventually, I, I told him that he should just come on to the actual Discord server to chat with us uh, to kind of have some fun. And he, he agreed. He ended up uh, jumping on because I'd been bugging him to be on the podcast for a long time. And it was one of those things where I always have a whole bunch of lore questions. And he is one of the integral parts to writing the lore. Uh, he created the manuscripts. He's the one that submitted them to uh, Pete Hines and Adam Park uh, and, and Mike Chapman to, to look over. Uh, they were the ones that kind of signed off on the lore and then the novels went to print um with the adventures coming up those are going to be written in part uh if not wholly by uh Chris and Chris is, is was nice enough to kind of jump on and share some feelings and stuff uh, a lot of it came from teasing uh cuz we were we were kind of asking questions uh to chat and he would respond that he was you know he was away working on the book uh and he's like I I don't know what to tell you I was writing a book I wasn't there um so when that got to be Uh, enough he ended up coming on and he actually was kind enough to let me ask a bunch of of questions even some of the hard questions that I normally would would know that I wouldn't get answers to uh, to where some of them I actually did so of that six hour stream and the conversations that we had, I went and listened to all of it this weekend and uh, pulled out some of the uh, interesting questions that came um, with actual answers or as best of answers as we could probably get. So uh, Chris actually pitched both of the books uh, to both Mike, Adam, and, and of course, Pete, uh, and they signed off on them. And it was it was kind of nice to hear that Chris didn't even have to kill any of them and reclone them to get their approval. Uh, we found out that Wind Waker is the best Zelda game which is absolutely true and I appreciate that uh, the heart of uh, uh, the heart of fire books are actually off to the printers right now um, if if that wasn't something that had been exp- expressly said uh, the the manuscripts were signed off on but uh, the the manuscript itself is actually off to the printers um, so those are due out on the I believe the third week of August uh, And it, there was a question I believe to Titan books um, on twitter about signed copies um unfortunately chris chris is not involved with signed copies and there hasn't been anything announced for those Um, so if you want a signed copy you're gonna have to find out where he lives and uh uh, send him a box of chocolates uh maybe some nutella or or i don't know maybe something else um uh, that that would kind of coerce him out to be able to uh to, to come sign your copy um, we found out that the uh, that the Golden Sands blog post who normally resides at Golden Sands Outpost uh, is actually renting space over at the Sea Dog Tavern. Uh, thanks to Dre for that update. And uh, the the book is finished and now he's actually working on the Adventures and Mysteries. I talked a little bit about that. I'm just working through my notes right now because uh, of course I take notes, very explicit notes as I'm working through the podcast. Um, one of the questions, let's see, of all the questions I asked during the stream, a majority of the answers were was I was doing a book. Uh, One of the questions that I did ask him is the gold hoarder gone forever. And he gave a really good answer to this. And I, and I'm going to paraphrase here to kind of make sure that I get the gist of it for you, because most of you probably understand what's going on with the game. Uh, But he, he expressed how ideas are more powerful in the sea of thieves, you know, like a banana is not just a banana, a banana actually heals you for more than like they actually should. And all of it is kind of empowered. So when you embody an idea as powerful and, as as uh, much as as the idea of greed then something like the gold hoarder, uh, while you can defeat him, as long as the idea and, an expression of greed exists in the world, there will always be a way for that idea to kind of congeal or, or come back as the gold hoarder. So, uh, while he is gone for now, he's not gone forever. Uh, so I asked, um, you know, who, who do the gold hoarders actually work for if he's dead? And, and Chris responded, uh, with, with a really, you know, kind of informed, um, A response saying that the gold hoarder, uh, the gold hoarders themselves don't actually know like when the gold hoarder has been defeated or not. Uh, They are always kind of in service to him. So whether he's dead or whether he's uh, disposed of or whether he's uh, present, it's not like they stop delivering gold to the gold hoarder. Uh, And that's just something that will that will continuously go on until uh, I guess the gold hoarder releases them of their service. Uh, I then move on to ask. Uh, in the cinematic for Adventure 2, Wanda was seen with a crew. Are those people named the Maiden of Sorrow like I think they should be? And why were they sailing out to the Seapost when the Dark Brethren court were going to be put on hold till the end of the year, according to Mike Chapman? Unfortunately, this is one of those instances where um, I, there there is no name right now for the crew that uh, Wanda has with her. Uh, I think... I can't remember what he pitched and I didn't write it down. And I feel like an idiot for not doing that. But I, I remember he uh, had pitched something to the, to the name of the dark sisterhood. Uh, and, and I, I, I'm looking forward to when they actually name the the crew that wanda has because I, I feel like there's a bigger story there uh i am definitely bummed that mike had talked about how they were planning to kind of put on hold the the whole dark Brother and court thing until uh closer towards the end of the year uh when uh steve Dillon's uh, uh season comes in and kind of helps kind of wrap up the story with flameheart if that's what they intend to do for sure and nothing changes that um so we didn't really get an answer as to why wanda was there I still really don't understand, like, what was the point of her going there. She didn't rescue her sister. Uh, She seemed annoyed with what uh, Flameheart Jr. was doing. And I guess at this point, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens in the future with those uh, characters. So I imagine... uh Flameheart Jr. specifically will probably continue to be in the story but uh, with regard to Wanda and them uh, there's been some interesting changes. For example, Lissetti and DeMarco are currently MIA. Uh, they're no longer at the Sea Dog Tavern. Uh, the Sloop and the Brig I believe have new shelving in their uh, in their cabin so keep an eye out for that. Um, all, everything is kind of pushing towards a couple things. One, Captaincy which I think is actually going to be a thing. Uh, I don't entirely know what it, what it would be outside of just naming ships but it seems like they're trying to do stuff with the actual ship which is kind of nice and then uh, of course they've also got the uh, eventual Flameheart story that we're working towards, which I do believe will end up being a war between Athena's Fortune and the Reaper's Hideout. Uh, I'm very curious what would actually become of that, because if they're willing to lock story in with the Voyage of the Veil, uh, will they do the same thing with um, something that is just the the Reaper's Bones uh, and the, the Athena's Fortune's fighting? because I can't imagine that they would take those out. Um, So I'm very curious, like what do they actually do in this instance? Are they actually going to make some notable changes to the game and to the story uh, based on the outcome as a result of this? Uh, Or will it just be up to one or two like choice things that happen for Pirate Legends uh, akin to what happens to Golden Sands Outpost? Very interesting to kind of find out what that is and we're still kind of waiting on what's going on with this first story. Uh, We also found out thanks to Chris uh, that the Shrouded Ghost is actually General Scales. Uh, Dre mentioned this and he didn't uh, deny it. And that the crazy guy at the Wild Treasure Store had been mentioning a dragon. Uh, He stated that he didn't write it. He has no idea. Um, The first job that Chris had when he was actually writing uh, was for Cameo. Didn't know that. Cameo, uh, one of the the few games at Rare uh, that I have not played that was post Donkey Kong. Um, I asked, what does Mike Chapman smell like? Uh, Chris says, success uh dre comments and thinks that mike smells of new and interesting scents uh, each season and um i'm trying to think if there was something else let's see uh, oh, there is a real community flag, uh, and it's $30 in the, in the rare store, but it's only single sighted, which I'm very surprised about. Um, I asked if the servant of flame is a puppet. This is something that it, I've asked, you know, as far as like being a golem that people, uh, or that powerful creatures could kind of like embody and use, uh, as, as far as like being able to control this puppet, uh, whenever necessary in the, that, that, it was a vessel for a soul like a Flameheart Sr. Um, that was denied. Uh, that is not the case. Uh, I asked if Bell is the warrior that helped the ancients. Something I've been kind of wondering about. Like what's going on with uh, the warrior? Like who is the warrior? And Chris actually kind of broke this down in a way that I did not anticipate. And said that the warrior is kind of like a class or a title. And that the great warrior was such an amazing and revered person that they were immortalized as a constellation. In their death. And that future ancients would actually pick up the mantle, uh, and including the warrior, uh, from the Sunken Kingdom. If you remember, uh, in the Sunken Kingdom, there's that one that you get the voyage from, uh, from Lorena and you wander around and then eventually you open up that tomb and that tomb was the curse of, uh, the Sunken Curse, uh, or the, the, was it Sunken Curse? I think it was the Sunken Curse, but the one that makes you look all, all kind of weird and and like you rolled around in some paint. And, um, that was a warrior uh it was not the warrior and there is more than one warrior apparently uh so was kind of interesting to find out that the 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 warriors were not always leaders of the ancients in fact it wasn't like a, a a thing that they were the the highest it was just they happened to be uh the best of the best um and and the thing that i can kind of point to and say like this is kind of what i can equate it to to help understand is in Halo, uh, there are the Arbiters. Um, the Arbiters are usually chosen to uh, during certain times to kind of pick up the mantle and uh, lead the Covenant to uh, victory or die uh, as a result. Um, and it's kind of in in the instance of I think Halo Two, and I could be a little bit a little bit foggy on the lore here because I'm not the the I'm not the best person to be asking about this. But effectively, uh, it was the Arbiter's punishment um, that he didn't kill master chief and that he was given the uh title of arbiter and then uh, uh more more power over what was going on so essentially he was revered and every arbiter that's ever been an arbiter has died and that's kind of been like the uh well, if you don't succeed, then you die, and that's kind of what we want as well, too. So that's kind of the role here. Uh, but in this instance, it's a little more, a little more revered. Um, there, there are times when the ancients need to call upon someone to become the warrior and then the warrior will be kind of the avatar for the the ancients uh so really kind of cool i i had always been kind of confused about how all that worked um what it meant to have him kind of break it down was really awesome um i asked if the first mystery uh was about ramsey's death uh and he said that the first mystery is a mystery and that some mysteries um can be of people that ha- are not dead yet um, and that he didn't want to spoil anything for me Uh, which means that it's probably impending. Um, I asked, when are we going back to the shores of gold? And uh, he said that it all depends on when it works best for the story. And I'm paraphrasing paraphrasing on some of this. And I said, well, I would love for uh, Stitcher Jim to be a part of that so that he's relevant again. And uh, Dre commented that he thought Stitcher Jim would like that as well, too. Uh, There was a a huge amount of Harry Potter references in our conversation. I really loved the one reference where it was uh, Chris Alcock impersonating Dobby the House Elf uh, as a free pirate retrieving plunder for his master because the voice he did was perfect and I absolutely loved it. Um, One of the biggest things that uh, came from this stream actually pertains to a bug. And I'm I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for, for mentioning this in the middle of the conversation that I had with Chris, uh, because this really should have been when I was actually covering the patch notes for this update. But if you do one of the voyages of the veil, be aware that if you dig up the chest that has the veil stone in it, and then you rebury that chest, it it ruins the voyage. You can't. You can't dig it back up, open it up, take out the veil stone, and put it in the vat into the mask the way you normally would if you had never buried it. So, uh, word to the caution, or word, word word to the wise, I guess. And uh, in, in a in a, a cautionary tale. Um, don't you know we know the thing about like not voting on a a tall tales because it will override the veil of the voyage uh don't rebury the chest that has the veil stone in it because the veil stone won't work and you can't sell it to anyone you just have to dump it because it's worthless at that point it's just an object that exists and cannot progress the the quest further uh let's see moving down the rest of the notes talking about captain Briggsy. i want to be able to go through the portal that we have the the portals i want to be able to go through the portals and see memories of characters gone in the sea of thieves namely Briggsy. i want to see Briggsy as uh captain Briggsy from athena's fortune when she was in her glory days as a solo slooper uh sailing around being just an absolute beast on the sails i want to i want that Uh, I asked how far along was the ice region before it was scrapped? And, uh, he stated that, uh, he wasn't in charge of that, but whoever put the ice zone in the game, uh, put it next to the Devil's Roar, and it melted before we got a chance to enjoy it. Uh, Dre commented uh, with some really good questions about the the Shrouded Ghost, which I had alluded to earlier in the episode. So here's here's the payoff. Here uh, is the Shrouded Ghost still out there? The answer to that was yes, because as you know, at the end of the Shrouded Deep, uh, we killed the Shrouded Ghost and took the uh, mask of the veil out of it to be able to hold on to it, so that we could control where we go to and from with. Uh, the the actual portals and stuff because uh, obviously Calypso is is not going to just open up the the portals for anyone for any reason uh, and then he asked if uh, or they technically uh, Dre asked if uh, the Shroud of Ghost could still travel between worlds and the comment was no but there was a little bit of a a, a joke there that was like you know obviously it it, it's able to travel between multiple realms but those realms are are not the uh the sea of the damned and the sea of thieves now it is the sea of thieves and the sea of sausages uh, which i thought was funny um this does not mean that uh the shrouded ghost will have a higher chance of spawn though um it will exist just as it did um but i guess uh, canon canonically uh, yeah canonically there we go i keep i keep wanting to say chronology chrono- i'm not even going to try and say it uh, but g- according to the canon the the shrouded ghosts can no longer travel between the worlds at this point um, we did get some interesting news in early August, the art for Battletoads book is going to be released. And uh, so if you're a fan of Battletoads and you wanted to get the art book with uh, the, the lore and history of, of that uh, kind of in that uh, book, um, Chris Alcock actually worked on that. And that is coming out at the beginning of August this year. Uh, interesting story about that was uh, he shared that the editor for the U.S. release of the Art of Battletoads was actually the same editor for the U.S. release of the high. Rule Historia books, which um, I actually own. They're they're uh, published by uh, Dark Horse and uh they kind of try and tell the story of the legend of zelda franchise in some sort of sense that that can actually be digested which i still i still question whether or not that's actually going to be the case uh there was some jokes about um uh, the game and uh making a sea of thieves 2 uh, at which point i would have to make a keelhauled podcast to still under the boat uh, so thank you to davram for uh listing that as the the uh, sequel to keelhauled podcast um i do i do kind of wonder if maybe you know starting off with a with a fresh engine and uh years of experience uh creating a new version of sea thieves might help with some of the decisions that they've that they've had to make throughout the development of this game and uh kind of wipe the slate slate clean and uh, give us a fresh start um i don't know if if that's something people would be Uh, into because it feels like everything right now is really tied into the uh, Emporium and kind of keeping that cash cow going. Uh, So I do kind of wonder, like, you know, obviously, like, they're working on Everwild, but I wonder if they would ever be uh, open to the idea of a Sea of Thieves 2 and what that could do uh, for the game. Um, And pretty much all of of the lore is probably made up, according to Chris. Uh, Everything in the stream is probably just made up, so don't take... Any of it with uh, any grain of salt, or take it with a heavy grain of salt—a heavy dose of salt. Um, I don't know how that metaphor works, or or what it even is. Uh, and then <laughs> this was actually kind of funny. So Chris actually joked about why the the he was kind of mocking some of the um, uh, not mocking. Um, he was kind of joking about how. Uh, At one point, the veil stone or the veil mask looked like it had five stones in it and why we why we don't have veil stones or five veil stones and stuff. I think that was early, early artwork that was just used for the sake of getting uh, hype out about it. Um, I still think it's funny. I'm I totally don't care if that thing has five stones. I don't need it to. Uh, Let's see uh he also wrote the art of borderlands 3 which i'm pretty sure i'd mentioned earlier uh see these athena's fortune see these heart of fire and the art of the battle toads which is coming out at the beginning of august oh uh the last bit of lore um that i thought was really awesome that came from the stream adventure 4 which is not out yet uh has a silver blade reference coming to it and i was really i was really excited to see that and i asked if it was the old owner's Silverblade or the new owners Silverblade, and he said yes which was the correct answer um i think that is going to do it pirates for this episode uh Cth's community stream was a big success uh this time uh we didn't have nearly as many issues we had a little bit of hiccup towards the end of the afternoon uh where loot was coming in a little bit later and there were some also some alabaster beard errors that were coming up as a result of uh some people trying to log in and stuff so overall, uh, if this is the way it goes, I would imagine that future community days are going to be a lot smoother. Um, the idea of boosting up Renown over Gold and Glory is fine with me, especially if they're doing just a standard Gold and Glory where it's a uh, double gold, double reputation, uh, double emissary value. I'm fine with that if uh, if if it helps people get to the end of the season pass because I, I tend to wonder if that is something that people still have trouble with uh, due to the lack of of time spent on the seas which you know is is partially a choice um partially not a choice some people don't have the time for for, for you know they're working on other things some people uh, don't have the time just because they have no way to play video games and stuff and it's always a bummer when people miss out on content uh tied to a season pass uh when there there are catch-up mechanics available to them so keep an eye out on the podcast so that you know when these kind of things are happening so that you can uh, jump in and make sure that you're you're getting all of the gold that you want and uh hopefully hopefully they're taking another look they've been very very careful i've noticed uh when announcing stuff on the official announcements channel which, if you don't know, the Discord uh, for Sea of Thieves has a channel for official announcements and live events that you can follow for your Discord. Uh, where I have a couple channels in the Keelhauled podcast uh, Discord channel, where um, they can actually uh, have their posts kicked over to mine, so that way you don't necessarily have to be in that one, keeping up with all of the stuff that's going on in the Sea Thieves podcast uh, Discord or the Sea Thieves Discord uh, to be able to know what's going on. Uh, the Keelhauled podcast is uh, much. Much smaller, much much more manageable, and uh, we don't usually ping people for that for for a lot of stuff there, but the one pings that do tend to come through are the ones that are from like Sea of Thieves official stuff. Uh, so you can keep an eye on that as well. Um, the Sherpa program still going on as well too. Uh, it's been a little bit lighter, but they have been trying to get people uh, set up to be able to make sure that you're able to get in for uh, a time related or time events. Um, after talking with some uh, game development friends of mine, uh, the, 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 the general consensus was that, uh, requiring five people was rough when constrained to two weeks, um, but the end battle was epic and they enjoyed it as well, too. So kind of confirm some of the feelings from the rest of the community uh, from a, a, a developer perspective, but also as a fan of the game uh, perspective as well, too. Um, I think that is it. I can't imagine that there's anything else really, really major going on. So I'm trying to keep this short because it's late and I want to make sure that I get this episode out on time uh, just because there was a lot to kind of review this week as far as the stream and making sure that I pulled out some of those nuggets of uh, lore goody. Uh, so thank you to uh, Big Bad Pad for setting up uh, the, the opportunity to play with Dead Eye Dre and Davram TV and myself. As always, it's great to, to do that on stream. It's even better when uh, we have a lot of fun and we typically do. And uh, we try to do that every Saturday when possible. Obviously, like people's schedules get busy and they have other priorities. Um, so we don't always stream on Saturdays, but when we do, we usually do it around 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, uh, which is 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 9 p.m. British Standard Time. Um, unfortunately, I don't know what that is offhand for uh, for Australia as well, too, so I apologize there. Uh, and yeah, it's it's been really, really fun to be able to do that. We don't always get to do that. Uh, other things that i can tell you guys about um sot fest is is going strong uh the flights are booked the hotels are booked uh plans are in place uh, i'm going to be going there for the after party as well too so i should be in that area for most of the weekend other than that i'm going to be out doing uh, uh see uh, seeing the sights in in london seeing as much as i can just because it's my first trip out there a lot of you have done such an amazing job of helping support uh, me for this uh, to be able to go out and do this it's it's just been amazing it's been absolutely fantastic so thank you to all of the gold hoarders who I will be speaking with next week uh, and, and actually let me double check and make sure that's actually the case let's see no next week is not the gold hoarder episode the 28th is when we'll be recording and the gold hoarder episode will be going out on the 30th of May next week's episode no plans no plans for that we'll have to see what the heck actually comes up Uh, but if you can if you enjoyed this and you had a good time with it uh, I would greatly appreciate some support over uh, if you especially if you can't support me monetarily I totally understand Uh, there's another way that you can support me you can either support me over on YouTube uh, with a like and a subscribe you can support me on Apple podcasts with a review and a five-star rating you can support me on Spotify with a five-star rating Uh, there's there's plenty of ways that you can kind of share the podcast and let people know what's going on heck if you listen to audiobooks on audible you can you can find me on there as well too but most people are kind of through um, apple podcasts uh, youtube and spotify those are like the main ones right now so um, if that's where you're listening to me thank you so much i see the analytics for it when i check into that stuff once in a while and uh, it's always positive to see folks kind of listening to the show even if you're not even listening to the the most latest episodes i still see all of the downloads for the older episodes too, that people are still just kind of getting to when they get the time, and I totally understand because I am, I am super behind on all of my podcasts, but I still try to get in there and listen to my friends and the content they make, and, and I appreciate that you listen to this content. So, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Keelhaul Podcast. Uh, so that's going to do it for this for me for you. So pirates, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. Podcast. Spark shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net Nominated in New Jersey's Here Now Audio Fiction Festival 2020, it's Bioshock, the midnight series. Based in the dystopian underwater city of Rapture, witness what it was like for civilians from different walks of life before and after Andrew Ryan's city fell. It's a tale of deception, downfall, and survival. Bioshock, the Midnight Series. A podcast by Preston Hardin. Listen on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, my name is Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of the DL Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room where we discuss a different gamer-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim gyms. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose.